Welcome. I'm Kevin Miller, and this podcast is called Self-Helpful because not all self-help is helpful. I'm your curator, critic, and translator of the best and brightest minds in the self-help world today. How to vacation. Yes, the vacation or a holiday, depending on where you're from. It's supposed to be a term that makes us all smile and feel warm and nostalgic and hopeful. However, many of you will feel a bit or a lot of anxiety at just hearing the term. And I get that, rightly so. Vacation has been a part of life for a long time to give us, theoretically, a rest from the toil of everyday life. Even if you love your work, it's beneficial to get away to rest and recreate, recreate. But a listener wrote in recently asking for ideas as he recently got back from vacation and felt he wasted it. Many of us struggle with needing a vacation from our vacations because they were exciting and memorable, but exhausting. This is my Functional Friday episode, and I'm with Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and my friend. And he and I ultimately zeroed in on three different types of vacations that all have benefits, but the value is in understanding what you're getting into and what to expect, and thus what you can do to prepare and get the most out of your vacations so you do, in fact, look forward to and benefit from them. Friends, thank you for tuning in. The Self-Helpful Podcast was founded through the Ziegler Corporation. And this June 15th and 16th of 2023, I'll be in Dallas, Texas to attend and speak at the Ziegler Coach Summit. If you are looking to influence people for the better, professionally and personally, I invite you to join us. The first 10 people who register and say you heard it from me, I'm taking a dinner. Go to Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com forward slash coach summit. Friends, this self-helpful podcast exists to help you find and understand the guidance and counsel that will help you elevate your personal experience and the way you show up for others. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you Dr. Randy James and a discussion on what vacation is and is meant to be and how there are really three different types of vacations and how you can get the most out of each. Well, Randy, somebody asked about vacation, like it was a Facebook message or, and I, and if, and if that guy is listening, which he probably is, cause he listens to these shows, um, please let me know. And I, so I can cite you, but you ask about vacation and ask us to comment on that. And it, it hit me strongly because you and I talk about that a lot I was, you know, cause you go on, you, I think you go on more than I do, or at least longer ones and stuff. So, you know, but I'll ask, how was it? And you, you know, say, ah, you know, we did this, we did this, but it wasn't restorative generally. You you tend to go on the, the American vacation. We're going to go and we're going to experience a ton of things. Wouldn't you say on average that's... Yes, yeah. uh, absolutely. And yeah. I will tend to veer... And you go with the whole family. And I'll tend to often 
neglect my kids and go with Terry. And cause I'm just, I just want relief, I, I, relief or renewal, which we're going to talk about, but it's just very, I think we've got, you know, I, of course me being the word guy I looked up vacation, uh, on, and it huh. said a period of suspension of work, study, or other activity usually used for rest, recreation, or travel recess or holiday. Then I even looked up vacate, which is where it comes from. And it's to give up possession or occupancy of. So it was just dwelling on that. Now, as with any word, it only means uh, it's the meaning we attribute to it. Right. So here in America, and I know people are listening outside of America, but uh, in America, vacation, I think when you say that, what the expectation is, you are flying, driving somewhere far away with your family or whatever, or even if you're single, but you're going to go and you're going to do something. Oh, we're going, we're going to Disneyland. We're going to the beach. We're going to the mountains. We're going to I going skiing, going skiing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. some activity. And then the joke is, Oh man, how was your vacation? Oh, it's awesome. But I need a vacation for my vacation. Right. There's America right there. <laughs> I mean, we just typified that. And so to talk about that, cause what it's gotten me and as we've talked about that, it's got me just looking at it and being realistic. Okay. We're going to go on a vacation. What are we going to do? Yeah. Is this the experience adventure? Are we going to rest? And so it's just got me looking at it differently. So that's what I wanted us to hit. And how can we think about that through a medical lens? Mm-hmm. If we know stepping back and looking at America where, you know, I don't even know if you know this, but when I was in Germany for a few years, it is remarkable that their culture and this was in the early 90s. I don't know if it's still true, but the average worker, so say a, a plumber or works for the government or the city or the military or something like that, think about it this way, that they, that every, it's, it's set up that you get paid for 13 months, but you work 11. Hmm. And that's, you know, so four weeks off might be in America, boy, you're way up in the company you know, everybody's happy with two weeks a year, right? And and that comes after a year of employment or so. So not only that, but on the European side of things, there's this idea of the bonus, the end of the year bonus, that 13th month, they call it. Mm. And in the early 90s, the, the Germans were the most traveled people. <clears throat> so as a culture compared to other cultures, so b- because they have the time, they have the money, they invest in it. And their idea of vacation was so much different from ours, so they had the spa. They had, like you, like you just said. But in America, I think if people also are working their forty-hour weeks, you know, work hard and then play hard, and so we have this American vacation where we are going to do something and we're going to do it hard and then recover. Or really, we don't recover. We just kind of, you know, eke ourselves back into. Oh my gosh! Okay, Monday, the Monday Tuesday after that vacation is just horrific. That's where I think the, the average is, yeah. it's, it's an, it's a gigantic, it's kind of like us with camping. Now I, I do appreciate camping, but to some degree it's going to make everything, what we say, hotter, wetter, colder, harder. Yeah. More miserable, but great story. It's a great experience. <laughs> it's a great but that, experience but, but when to, you're done. But again, put the cars on the table and say, that's what it is. Yeah. So if you look at the average, um, you know, again, America, but the average person, I think these days you're working your butt off and now you're going to go on this epic vacation. So now you're going to add in the planning. So our anxiety and our effort just went up all the planning, all the getting everything ready, all the taking care of work. So you can be that gone. So you ramp everything up. Then you go over here. And if you're going to Disney world or whatever, 
uh, it's a, you got to plan. We're going to get up here. We got to get on the trolley. We got to get to the place. We're going to stand in line. It's going to be hot. It's going to be. <laughs> We're going to eat crap food. Why do we do this? We're just going to destroy ourselves. But we're going to laugh. We're going to have story. We're yeah. going to have memory. Memories. We're going to have those instances that we talk about and you know, hopefully hopefully bonding, um, uh, whatever. So there's a benefit. But just to realize, man, that is not any kind of recovery, renewal. It's not even relief. No, it's it's a different kind of pressure, in fact. It's a different kind of pressure. So that's yeah. where I want – so this guy who commented, I think that's what he was relating to. The vacation is not that. So I'm using that vernacular in my family now You know, with, yeah. with Terry, with my wife, and saying, okay, are we going to – this is going to be a big effort. We're going to take the whole family, part of the family. We're going to do you know these adventures. So the second one, let's just overview that, as you and I were talking about, to say – I'm going to put it into what do we say relaxation and in and to some degree indulgence. I, it doesn't have to be the focus, but so when Terry and I go to the beach, so we did our first, you know, all inclusive vacation thing uh, in, in Cancun and went there and it's just indulgence. Now I, we, I would think of a cruise that way too. Just yeah. kind of, I mean, we yeah. did rest. I would say it was a mental rest. I mean, I, I got rid of work. I got, you know, I took my no, uh, fiction novels we had good food. Now, I didn't. I, I'm not one to just pig out because then I feel bad. But we had good tasting food and drink and whatnot. I would still exercise just because I feel better overall. So whether that's swimming out in the waves, going for a run, which is renewing. My gosh, going to run on a beach—that is, that's top notch for me. Uh, yeah, the, in in a way. And you and I were debating. You know, is this kind of indulgence? Is it a pathway toward renewal? Do we need? indulgence for renewal and that's where no well do we need you don't but there is the cruise kind of vacation like we're gonna have really great meals with really great desserts every day and we're gonna entertain our minds we're gonna do these these fun kind of things but not so much like on a schedule for the adventure vacation i i do yeah i I feel like it's i do too renewal and relief as opposed to the big family we're gonna go skiing we're gonna i mean that's right and they come over here and i'm gonna be on the beach or poolside in a lounge chair for hours reading a book with no schedule and i'll usually have i i say fiction i usually will have some great book like i took the what's the habits one or just habits by Duhigg or yeah, I think it's called habit. That was my l- habit. That was my last one. Oh my gosh. I spent hours with my journal and with that. And I, I sometimes think, hey, maybe I should give my mind a rest, but so great. I'm out in the beach. I had some music <laughs> and it was inspiring, invigorating to that degree. But well, let's real quick then just take the third one and set it over here. If we're going to call it total renewal. So our friend who you just had coffee with Todd went two weeks ago or something like that to a monastery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he goes, like two nights? I think so. It was 48 hours, so it wasn't that long, but no electronics, literally. Zero electronics. No talking. No talking. <laughs> Eating alone. Everybody apart. ate facing, facing the same way, six feet apart. So there's no stimulus, basically, right? Outside of your own mind. Could he have books? I think he did. I think, yes. He did have books, and he had a couple sessions with like a spiritual guide or something like that. And uh, But that's... We're talking renewal. That's a renewing. There's nothing. What else can you do? I mean, you well, have to be at rest. Uh, remember when I did with Marcy a similar kind of retreat, right. and it was called a soul care retreat. And I would not have called that a vacation. And I've 
been after you for these last four years to do something like that with Terry. With it's like meditating. I don't want. I, I know that, it's 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 not, not indulging. It's not indulging. That's exactly right. You wouldn't say, "Oh, was it fun?" Well, no, I wasn't the point though. Exactly. And even though I also had my journal and lots and lots and lots of thoughts going, it wasn't down the habit pathway or whatever we're working on for work, for you and I. Which. Which I have to shut off, yeah, because I can sit there and create a new business venture on the beach, and I'm not getting rest. Right, mentally. and you're not getting the spiritual renewal. Yeah. And yeah. and I think you know, we I had started off saying, well, what about medical uh, as is related to all of this? And I would say, well, kind of just that that we we've talked about Sabbath in the past, and you know, sleeping and restoration, and the idea of one at least one day off per week where you. You vacate your work. You vacate your responsibilities. But in America, culturally, we have very, very few vacations that are designed for renewal. Mm-hmm. And even as I'm talking about it, we, we talked here and there about mommy sabbatical and daddy sabbatical, about doing that on purpose, which you guys have done better than we have. And we haven't really done that. And I missed that. I feel, I feel the, I long for it. Of course, you know, it's like the, you crave what you consume. I long for the time when, why don't you long for the soul care retreat? I haven't done it enough. I haven't engaged in it enough. Right. I, I, I think you don't know what you're missing. Probably not. It was probably like initially, you know, years ago when you were getting up early and having your devotion time and I realized I'm just getting up just in time to get the kids wherever and rush on. And you kept testifying to it. And I started doing it day one. I don't want to get up at whatever I, you know, five fifteen right. or five whatever I did, as opposed to an hour later. I didn't want to do that. I did it enough to create a taste for it, a desire uh, for it. And today, I I love it. I I I don't want to miss it. So yeah, you're it's like meditation. I I haven't done it enough. I, I've told my, and I know. I mean, I'm I'm aware. I just <laughs> it's like telling my kids, I hate running. Well, if you do it long enough, when you gain proficiency, you actually do enjoy it more. I mean, we know that's yeah, stats, yeah it's stats. Sure. And they have. I have a I have a kid, Kate Canyon, he testifies. Who, to he's, that. he's my number one loather of running. <laughs> who now is running when he doesn't have to. Wouldn't quite say he loves it yet. Probably no, but he gets the benefit of it, and. uh you know, it's social now for him and yada, yada. So yeah, you're, you're right. So as we talk about this, this is going to be the least desirable though. I mean, what do people most want to do? Well, I, so I did that. I posted the question on Facebook and asked folks, what are you generally wanting from your vacation rest or adventure? Um, ad- rest and adventure. It was, it was almost 50, 50. Really? Honestly, what hmm. people, well, it's a biased group though. So these are people on my Facebook who are, who know me similar to you. Well, the, the reason that they've been exposed to me from this personal development. So they're already personal development, uh, biased, you know, they're people that listen to the shows. So I have a biased group, a blue zone, a biased sure. group. So it's not surprising that they, uh, understand that. But a lot of people attested to that. Yeah. I go on the adventure, but oh my gosh, I am, I am, I'm worn out afterwards. The, I do want to bring up our last, vacation because I think there was a couple of, if I'm one of your guys writing back and saying this last year, we saved up for and aimed at a return to Hawaii where I had been as a kid and one of my kids to experience it. And 
the planning and the expectation and all that kind of stuff. And what I noticed was that I had put so much expectation in it that it, in my mind it fell a little flat because I wanted it to be so epic. So I, I now, did, and I did it the year before. We went to Tulum, and, yeah. and I had I had I have never built up something. I don't know why I built it up so much. There's no way it can meet my expectations, and it was one of the worst trips it, I've had. I, it was because it. I remember that one because in your blue zone with your biased crowd of people, and I was like, ah. Kevin is doing his vacation right. He's really, he's going off the economy on one of these. I'm going to do it myself in Mexico kind of things. Catch and cook the fish on the beach, man. We're going native. (laughs) And I was impressed with you. But then after the fact, and you're like, oh, here's all the things that went wrong. It was like, I got accosted by the cops and and (laughs) you had the red seaweed thing down for money. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know people, I always say that and people will come back and go, what was the story? Yeah. I literally, they tell the stories in Mexico. We had a car got pulled over. The cops took my license. I had to pay them off. I had to get money and, and negotiate to get my license back. I had nothing. It was just being I'm American. Yeah. I was shaking down. One of the horror stories that we... pissed me off to no, <laughs> no end. Mm. Yeah. And then they had this whole seaweed thing. So we get this awesome villa in this little, little, uh, private, uh, What's that called? Golf like, a like bay or yeah, an alcove? Bay. I mean, it was supposed to be pristine, and it's full of rotting, stinking uh, seaweed that you had to walk through. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. I just, I'm so sorry. It was horrific. But again, back to you know, yeah, that makes big, great stories. I'm not even sure on that one man. for the rest of us yeah. to for talk about you. I had this friend, and yeah, well, you know, so, yeah, yeah, we build it up, we make the big effort, and. Well, well, one of the here, here's one of the questions. We have a friend. I won't name him. Um, uh, you'll know. You'll, well, I'll tell you later. Um, but we have a friend, and I'll never forget. And this is the commentary, kind of off off of vacation. But one of the things we do with it on the expectation aspect, he said, "It finally dawned on me, Kevin, that here I am working this job that I don't enjoy, that does not bring me life, and I'm killing myself and looking forward to the annual vacation. So I'm." suffering all this time just for that vacation and how many people, you know, how many of us fit that we put so much and brought me back to, you know, well here, you know what? I'll read this. This is from my sister, Ashley. So they're on like three years now of living on the road. What do they call it? The, you know, the full-time traveler kind of thing. They've got three girls, pets, and they've got a big truck and a big trailer and whatever. And she said, uh, this was the beginning This was the beginning of our adventures that landed us into becoming full-time RVing family. We looked at what we wanted to do, travel, but that's just for vacation or work, right? Well, this quote by Seth Godin really became a big catalyst for change in our life. Instead of wondering when your next vacation will be, why not create a life you don't want to escape from? And so she goes on and she, you know, they became full-time RVers. Now, they're not going to do that forever, but... That right there, there's a question. Let me read it again by Seth Godin. Instead of wondering when your next vacation will be, why not create a life you don't want to escape from? All right. Well, that's convicting. What's it make you think of? I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances 
of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. You all know I greatly value and pursue my health and wellness, and I'm always looking for better products and resources. Nutritional supplements are a staple for me, and a must is a probiotic to support my gut health and function. A probiotic is something I've taken each and every day for the long-term cumulative benefits. Seed is a company that makes a symbiotic, which is actually a unique mix of probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics are beneficial bacteria and prebiotics are food for these bacteria. So Seed's symbiotic containing both helps balance my gut bacteria. So together, the Seed DS01 symbiotic benefits my gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. Taking seeds, DSO-1 symbiotic, and avoiding the foods I know my body is sensitive to has taken me from constant digestive problems to almost none. I trust seeds clinical trials and breakthrough research that's been published in top scientific journals. You can entrust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash drive and use code 25DRIVE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash drive, code 25DRIVE. It makes me think of, you know, No More Mondays or other kinds of book titles that have been out there. And my first thought was, I'm grateful because I don't think of my life that way. Mm-hmm. There is drudgery and, and everything, and I and everybody wants a little bit of change of scenery. Drudgery, and, that's hard. Monotony, can we just uh, say that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Same old, same old. Yeah. You know, I, I don't love, you know, catching up with email and writing charts and those kind of things. But the, I still, I like my job. I, I have mission, passion, purpose. And the, and I don't want to escape from that. So that allows me then the idea of not having to set up a vacation that is this indulging relief only, but to also be thinking about restoration. And in fact, that was the second half of the Hawaii thought was in the middle of that. I, I did recognize, and I just said, let it go, just relax, yeah. just whatever. And long story, but remember I messed up the plane ticket. So we yeah. actually had to come back a couple of days early and I was so grateful huh. at, at, you know, with a big flight and the fatigue and tired and so grateful. To come. And so now from now on forevermore, I will. And, and again, I have the option. I have a job where I can say, okay, we're going to take a week. But I'm going to block Monday. I'm going to go to work on Monday, but it's going to be a, a catch-up day. And I, I will never not do that because it's so valuable. Uh, yeah, what would you call it? Like bookend days. You yeah. Know? It gives a day to prep and a day yeah. to recoup instead of just wall, cramming everything. wall to wall. Well, so let's come back to that Seth Godin quote because I think that's great. As people like this guy are asking, man, what is with you know vacations? I think that's one is to look at how much are you looking forward to it and why? Yeah. Um, and just question it. Now, you know, if I'm like, yeah, the beach vacations with my wife, I'm looking at it because it is just pure fun. It's just pure pleasure. I mean, I, I absolutely adore it. I don't want to live on the beach, but that's where I want to go. We live in the mountains. That's home. I want vacation to go vacation. Beach, yeah. I love the warmth. I love the water. I love the power of the ocean. I love good wine. I love good food. I, I, I do really like sex, uh, which usually comes on the beach. with the back on the beach. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, so, I mean, it's just a joy. I look forward to that, but is it an escape? Uh, that would probably be a red flag. Am I doing that to get escape? Am I doing it to get a break from the drudgery, the mm. monotony, the whatever, that that's one, if we're looking at true life mm-hmm. and health and going, man, if I am looking forward to it, to escape this, that's a sign. That's a red flag. And you're probably never going to, it's not going to live up to your expectations because you, you can't, can't, yeah, you can't fix in a week what's happened in the past 50 weeks yeah. of, of the year. And it will also never allow you to take one of these retreat vacations. Because if all of your quote-unquote free time or vacation time is now aimed at relief and getting out of this life that you're not really thriving in, mm-hmm. then your vacations will tend to only be this kind. Yeah. Adventure and cram it full of, of the other life. And then you have to go back to the drudgery for another 50 weeks. Yeah, you know, Terry Johnson, this guy, I know he's an Australian guy, businessman. And he says, I want rest. I want time to, I want to have the time to allow me to start thinking outside the day-to-day white noise. All my best ideas <laughs> often uh, come from, the real, from, from this reality and they're bred in these downtimes. It takes me a few days. This is what I appreciate. It takes a few days, but my mind, my mind eventually settles and then opens up. I think I'm better now, but it, it takes me a while. Let, let's let's go. We can medicalize that one. Okay. And this is something you and I learned from Steve Smith uh, related to soul care and the retreats and things like that. And I don't know that we can medicalize it like there's randomized placebo-controlled trials where we're measuring somebody's cortisol levels. But yeah. the fact is, it really does take a few days. So, and 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 there's enough testimony to this that I think we could 
what I was calling medicalize it, take it as generally true for all humans, especially if you're really busy, high performing, high busy, high all of that, then to pull out of that what he called the white noise of just the rhythm of this busy life, to pull out of it, it to find the outside the box, the peaceful breath. And most of us are not good at recognizing it. We are not aware because we don't swim in those waters. So this is where I would say to the listeners to take it as, okay, that's probably true for me too, and to maybe plan a vacation or an, uh, an idea where two days is unwind, to let it go, whatever the words are going to be in that for that person. And then on day three and four, you're looking for the outside the box, the sense of rest, the sense of peace, the sense of whatever that thing is for that person. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a red flag to me the first time Terry and I went to do the beach thing. And we, we did purpose to say, we're not going to plan anything. We're just going to go. And we went out. Uh, you know, it's time change, whatever. I remember we ended up waking up at like five. I'm like, okay, we'll go outside. To us, it was just an anomaly to go outside at five and it's not cold. Right. So we went out, <laughs> sat on the lounge chair, you know, or maybe we got something. I don't remember. We got on the lounge chairs and, and there we are. Okay. We were looking forward to this. And two hours into it, I said, oh my God, Terry, <laughs> I've done all the nothing I know how to do. And I, I literally was beside me. What am I going to do for like five days? And we're... It just, it it was, it bothered me. And I finally though got into it. And now, you know, by the end of it, I thought I could, I could keep doing this. I could do a whole lot of nothing. I could do a whole (laughs) lot of nothing. It was, it was great. But yeah, just that training, like back to the But the nothing became something. Yes, it did. Right? That's, that's, that's the nuance that we're trying to get to even you and I in our own lives to recognize nothing is not nothing. And well, that's it's like where, sleep. I've, I've in the past viewed right. sleep as, oh man, it's just a necessary evil that wastes time. If I could take a pill right. and have productive time. And now I, I know better. I mean, that's just, you know, we've got to have these things to fill us back up if it, we're going to pour out fully. Your sense of, I can't take any more nothing is exactly similar to somebody saying, I can't take any more no alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm getting the jitters. My body is not comfortable with not enough sugar and I have to go get a snack or I have to go get a drink or I have to, or yeah, right. Just, I, it's like, I've had about enough of all the not eating I can take. I want to go have lunch Mm -hmm. or whatever because we're not trained and we don't see the value of not eating or having a time of no alcohol, no sugar, or a time of no work or no thing to do. And those of us in your blue zone in this type A, you know, get her done kind of a world feels bad, mm-hmm. like you said about sleep. Mm-hmm. So to recognize that and then to, I'm even going to say the word almost, I almost said the word to waste a vacation on restoration. I, okay. I, I, let, me, let me read one right, right here. Um, and it said, uh, Stephen Burns, he says, I want an experience with memories mm. for everyone involved. If I wanted rest, I would stay home. I can be a vegetable on the porch for free. But, and then there were some other ones kind of like that. Like, my gosh, if I'm going to make the expense, I want an experience. I yeah, want memories. I, agree. Me I want too. whatever. And so I can say, I mean, there's been vacations that I've had, you know, five days on the beach where did I create memories um, to some degree? I mean, we, we talk about it, but no, I, not to that zenith, you know, memories and experience and stuff. We, cause we've gone and thought, you know, this time let's go paddle boarding and let's go. I, I've never gone. I keep saying, I want to go snorkeling. 
I did do it a little bit, but I, not the real epic thing. And once we get into it, though, I just don't want to wreck the rest and the recovery sometimes to go do that thing. But I can understand other people going, seriously, you went to Florida and you didn't do anything? You just, you just sat settled? there? I get that. And that's and then an even further level to go, seriously, you're going to go take three days and just sit in a monastery with nothing? I, I get that. I get that. So, again, we're budgeting. In, in a sense, we're going to say we're going to budget. What, what are we going to do? Let's be honest with what this is. But I, you know, coming back, I, I think what I wanted to point out, or one of the things at least, is to realize that, yeah, if we're going along, the average American vacation, going along like normal, doing the grind, and then we add this big epic vacation for our family or for ourselves, you know, with all these experiences, we are not going to come back. We may be inspired. Mm-hmm. But we may very well be exhausted. It's like you talked about tired. if we're going to be full to go in, because we could come off of that and be depleted and spend the next three months at a lower level than when we started. When are we going to recover from that? That vacation from vacation is very real. Yeah. that And that was my pattern forever. And uh, living in Europe, living overseas, having, you know, kind of the military construct of how we had time off, it was like we crammed it full Mm -hmm. and there was no real recovery. My experience with soul care and even the idea of budgeting or wasting, you know, vacation time to go and do that, it, it was expensive. And it was four nights because they didn't do this two or three night retreat. Because you can't unwind yeah. it. You just can't unwind that fast. Yeah. And then it was very experiential. Like we're going to talk about meditation and everybody's going to go do it. We're going to talk about a prayer walk and then everybody's going to go do it. And then you're going to sit here for an hour and journal. And, and it wasn't nothing. It was a whole lot of something that I wasn't used to doing. And it did enlighten me. You know, on that, I was thinking too, of course, we talk a lot about food that how many of us on that great adventure indulgent, you know, whether it's the adventure vacation or the indulgent, usually you expect that there's going to be, I mean, we're Americans. It's going to be food and drink, man. You're going to, you're going to overdo it. I mean, that's part of the the fun. And to realize that that also, how much that is burden is a burden. (laughs) And, you know, I will say that when I go on these beach vacations, I, I realize that, and I'm not looking to, we generally eat once a day. Um, we'll get up in the morning and go run, go out to the beach and just, I don't want to mess with food. I just, I don't want it to, to run, but I'll look forward to that evening meal. But even there, if I don't want to just, uh, you know, eat a smorgasbord and get drunk, I mean, I feel bad and it's deciding what we want to do. And if that is fun for you to have the overindulgence, but to realize it's going to take a toll. That's right. And that's where I think if we're using ourselves, we have recognized the value of even on vacation, it, instead of our normal fare, it'll be a different kind of a fish and a different kind of a vegetable and a different kind of wine, but it'll still be, and, and we look forward to that. We budget. I don't want to overindulge on the whatever other kind of foods, but we, you and I have not done that with our rest, restoration retreats or meditation or yeah. those kind of things. And I think because we haven't done it, we haven't gotten experienced at it. And so just like Canyon, we, th- he thought he loathed running and come to find out he really doesn't and probably will be becoming the kind of guy who can do that forever. And I want to be becoming the kind of guy who can budget vacation time to also say, here's the retreat weekend. Here's the purposeful 
restoration kind of vacation in the midst of all these other adventures and indulgences as well. Yeah. You know, okay. So on that, so, you know, my dad, a lot of people listen, I know my dad, Dan Miller, the 48 days guy, and he responded on this and I actually didn't realize this, but it makes sense. He says, I've never looked at a vacation as a time to rest. Actually surprised me. He says, I've always been, it's always been for adventure, exploration, seeing things we've never seen before and ongoing learning. I never want a day to go by where I don't learn something. And that's the quotation I've loved for years. The master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does, leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing. To him, he is always doing both. And that's James Mishner. Well, you know, my dad, I don't, I wonder, and I didn't ask him that, has it always been that way? Cause we always tend to view, we, you know, like, well, who is it that talked about that? Whatever perspective we have, it's the perspective we have today. We're looking back on our life and everything mm-hmm. today. Five years ago, we had a different perspective on it 10 years ago and whatnot. You know, so this is, you know, he's now, I don't know, mid seventies, I guess, uh, mid early seventies. And he does have a restful life. He has rest budgeted into his daily life. He does work he loves. He is with people he loves. He rests when he wants to. So I could see that vacation for him is going to be an adventure. But how many people don't have that? They are, even even if you have, I mean, I wouldn't say I, ha- I have a stressful life, but it's it's busy. There's plenty to do. I get, we, you and I both have little kids at home you know, still, and, and he doesn't. And so I am more prone to look at my, I'm I'm busy. I have, I have a lot of adventure in my life too. You know, so do you. I mean, we have the, uh, admittedly, you know, to, to look at where we are, we live at a place that other people go to get away from the grind. Mm-hmm. So we live there. I, I remember some, once telling people, hey, we're going to Esses Park for this family thing and, you know, in the mountains and elk and whatever. And they said, well, isn't that where you guys live? <laughs> okay. That's part of, that's one of our problems is to go on a short vacation. We're still in the Rockies and it's, yeah. Mountains and elk and yeah, yeah, yeah. rivers. But, but to look at that, to go, where are you? And are you at a place where, you know, what do you need most from your life? Do you need rest? Do you need renewal? Because we, we basically, we've kept it in these three categories. We've got adventure, experience. We've got indulgence, pleasure, which mm-hmm. could be combined. I mean, for some people that may be, me, maybe both. But when I do the big family adventure thing, Gosh, it's a, it's a, it's indulgent, but it's it's not just for me. I'm I'm pouring out. I'm giving right. a lot. So the pleasure one is just for me, and then we have the least of these <laughs> as far as the appetites, probably, which is the literal renewal. Why don't we have an appetite for restoration for true rest? Because I'm thinking renewal. Because growth. I think about growth, and we don't think about that with vacation. We don't think about it as growth necessarily. It's experience. And I think that most people like what you said, like with what Todd just did is going to the monastery. I wouldn't even call that a vacation, but if we go back to the definition, he vacated, he vacated a lot of things. A lot yeah. of things. So what are we vacating? Are we, yeah. And experiencing and, uh, growing, refilling, indulging, right? We're vacating work, monotony, and normal rhythm of home and we're filling it up with adventure experience indulgence Mm -hmm. pleasure 
I mean, you could even entertainment. Fit, I, I hope that this is just helping us be aware. That's number one is awareness. Yeah. And you could even budget that. What if you had a week with your family and said, okay, we're going to go to the beach and you know, the first days we're just going to want, I don't, I don't know the best, best prescription, but we're going to have somewhere on these days. We do not, we do not leave the beach. Mommy and daddy are not cooking. We're only going to, you know, we're going to eat at the restaurant some days where mommy and daddy do nothing. Uh, and the kids, you need to have some time and just great. Be bored on the beach. Yeah. Read a book or whatever. And then we're going to have a couple days of experience and whatever. And then, you know, we're going to get home with, like you said, a day to recover. And we pattern that out because having some balance in it, I guess. I mean, I, I think that's what we have learned in, 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 and you and I are fortunate. We live in this place. We have jobs that are malleable. We can set things up and, and that we have learned for me also like we live where people ski. So this whole idea of skiing and for it was always, we traveled me growing up, we traveled to ski, you ski hard and you slept on the bus coming home and then you went to work. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just, so now we travel that first day. It's nice and easy. We're going to stay overnight. We're going to ski, you know, on a nice, easy schedule. I, I just can't take it anymore of trying to get out there at 9am being the first on the chair and all of that. And it, yeah. I, I, I enjoy it so much more. You get plenty in and we are also, so on the Hawaii thing to, Kevin, this might be another thing to put in here. One of the things that trips up the the vacation for me is on is the screens. Yeah, where I didn't prepare the kids because I was debating. You know, do we let them take their devices to you know play a game on the airplane and stuff like that? And we did. And then I felt again. My expectation was, oh my gosh, we let's just go outside and be. But you guys want to watch YouTube? I mean, we do that at home. There's nothing new. It's the exact same thing. But we could just. The grass looks different. The trees are different. The sky is different. There's a beach right there. Let's just go be out there. But, but they did. They got bored, and I didn't prepare them to say that's okay. You can be bored. Yeah. And and so then I felt a little bit bad about that. In fact, that would be my one of my big vacation frustrations would be the screens. We take them with us, and they wind up doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That feels bad. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin.
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So my book and this podcast are named What Drives You. And what drives us, the great things, is our own values, our known values. When we go astray, it's because we've lost sight of our values. Therapy is key for helping you clarify what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I was late to taking advantage of therapy. It was only for crisis, but now myself and most of the rock stars I have on my show get therapy regularly. For most people, the main hurdle is starting therapy. I recommend you try BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. And trying it doesn't involve an afternoon of your time and all the hassle. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. You can learn to make time for what is most valuable to you. So visit BetterHelp.com slash what drives you today. You get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what drives you. It, I mean, yeah, we generally are, are getting rid of the screens for the most part on those. But again, we're talking about what do we want out of it. Let's be, let's be real that the vacation is this going to be one where we come out with great experiences but obliterated. Are we going to make room for rest and recovery? Uh, what, what do we want out of the vacation? What do we want? But I think the biggest call is to look at our life. I just love that thing that my dad said. Are we trying to, to – or, or no, my sister. Are we trying to escape? Do we yeah, need to, to escape? be aware of that? That's probably from a medical standpoint, that's the bigger issue. And then what do we need out of the, out of the vacation? Because yeah, I feel, I remember saying one time at one point that I feel like my, my life is adventurous enough. If I want to go on vacation, I want some rest. But again, there's so much value in the experiences, especially if you got kids to do that for them. So we're back to balancing and budgeting. With 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 wisdom and awareness. With wisdom and awareness. But yeah, back to, again, this guy that sparked it to realize that so many of us probably are going away to escape some things. And then we're trying to fill so many things up. And we come back with memories, bragging rights. But are we even at a lesser level? Right, which is going to put pressure on all of the things that we've talked about so much about on our our rhythms, our marriages, our our ability to even see that I that I am looking for relief for to get out of this. And if you can't see that from a medical perspective, that's so much pressure mm-hmm. on the system, and you are not becoming well. I, I, I want to hit one more point because you mentioned it and, and I forgot to coming back to the sabbatical. So the story is five, six, seven years ago. I don't know. We actually had our, our friends, uh, Jonathan and Jennifer, Jennifer Poole mm-hmm. were visiting us from uh, Michigan and she runs an organization called single moms. She was a single mom and she runs this organization. She still does today. They just, I just got an email. They had their 12th anniversary. And one of the things she does for the mothers is help facilitate them having a mommy sabbatical. So she's talking to, to my wife who at the time had, well, at the time probably already had the seven, you know, so we had seven or more kids at that point. And she's got holy smokes. That makes so much. And it was re- renewing you so you can pour out and be better for your family. So Terry started it and she went away for three days. Uh, and I think she just went to our friends, the Stearman's house. They were out of town. So she went to their house, didn't cost anything. And she got these days and she just loved it. It was, she was by herself and, and just got to have that time alone. Now she's had a time since then where she's not wanted to be by herself for better or worse. 
And, but it got us both doing that. So we now, uh, pass that off between each other to get away. And a lot of times we'll do it. I've done it at your house. You guys are gone for mm-hmm. a week and I went and did a sabbatical. So it doesn't cost anything. Uh, Matt, I've also done it at hotels and, you know, or Airbnb or, or whatnot. Uh, so I, I, it's uh, high on my mind right now because Terry has not done it in over a year and I've probably done it four or five times. She just hasn't wanted to when the time is available, but she said, Hey, sure. You can go do it. I'm doing all this stuff anyways. And so I've done it. She's now on a five day, maybe a little bit longer. And we're sitting here talking. I just got a text from her and she is at the hot springs. <laughs> she went to the Mount Princeton hot springs. And so I had a friend who offered a free place in Buena Vista, a couple hours away from us in the mountains. And Terry's there by herself. And there is something special. Even if you're that person who's an extrovert, I don't like to be by myself. You know, again, we would say, who wants to fast? You know, some people, right. I think you enjoy it at these. Nah. No, no, I, I can't say. <laughs> okay. I enjoy it. okay. Well, okay. Uh, r- running or riding, you know, so, so for me, I went out and did a, you know, really hard two hour mountain bike. I love that. Somebody else that may be, you know, drudgery, regardless, it's good to exercise. Whether you like it or not, it's, you know, there's value in it. So this to go away by yourself, that one, I mean, unless you just stay drunk all the time, I mean, you, you, it's hard almost by yourself to indulge nonstop. I don't enjoy it. When I'm by myself, I want to have time to think and have to, it's almost a forced real renewal for me. It is, uh, cause I want to, I get up in the morning and I want to think, and I can't, if I start just indulging with food and drink, I'm destroyed by the end of the day, I'm bloated and whatever. So I don't even want to. And I think most people will find that when you're by yourself, I think there's something special that maybe helps guide you down that path of some renewal time, some introspection time that doesn't feel like drudgery. Especially if you go into it, knowing that this is my plan. I'm, I'm planning on that. And, and I want to wake up in the morning and have time to think and do, and then and then look forward to the evening where you might give yourself a little treat. That is my man. I've got, I've got my system. I know exactly what I'm going to get up in that morning. Uh, no alarm clock. So if I wake up at five or seven, you know, whatever, or I, I say something for somebody, maybe nine or, or 10, 10. <laughs> I, I can't do it, but regardless, you know, have, have fun, sleep. And then I get up and great coffee. Mm-hmm. I always make sure that that's there. I usually don't eat, but whether you do or not. And then, yeah, it's time to think to journal, to read, to, for me to write. Um, and just, I'm going to do that as long as I want to. And then I'm going to go do for me, uh, you know, hard exercise. A significant, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go run, ride. I'm, I'm usually going to go to a new trail or one. I absolutely love to the best one and do probably a couple hours at least. Now mine's at a high, super high output, but you know, whatever, whatever does it for you. And then I'm going to make sure I have an awesome meal. Awesome. Uh, it sounds like a good vacation. I might go now. <laughs> well, but that's what my wife's doing. She's doing that. And she goes and she says, when, when she's on her own, she's, she doesn't even think about food, which I can't conceive of. So she doesn't eat much, but she's, you know, she's at the hot springs. I'll probably find out she did some hiking. She probably watched some shows that she really enjoys, but she gets to be alone, especially if you're a parent, man, and you get little time alone. Uh, and if you work with other people to just go there, sometimes I think it's an anomaly for people to just, oh my gosh, it's just me. We just don't do that. And so Terry and I, with all the kids we have, look at it as men. I, I really prodded her to go. Well, I was going to say it's worth sacrifice yeah. to do this. So you are sacrificing 
it, you missed out on coffee this morning yeah. so that she can do this. Three kids at home, two that have to get to school. They've got all the extra. So I'm, I'm busy. Uh, yeah, trying to and, produce shows. and it's worth it, and yeah. it gives her that time. It gives it gives yeah, her three the kids. opportunity to three do. kids. As we're talking, it's funny just for context for people. We're sitting here in the studio, and next to us, across the other side of the wall, I got one kid. They've taken up three offices here in the practice, and they're both they're all online doing their online classes. And so, you know, it's a good thing we don't have clinic today. Well, and you know, and again, I, I, people are going to hear this, and I have the flexibility to do that because I'm self employed. So I'll admit that. Just like my dad talking about, he can you know plan rest. Right. He is self employed. So we've got to look at that. And I don't want people to hear, Oh, that's fine for you because you have, you know, X well, y. when I say sacrifice for, as people are looking at their two or four weeks of vacation a year at the, you budget it just like you have only so much money. But if you said it's worth a perceived sacrifice on the front end to say, I'm going to do a retreat vacation where it's the purpose is renewal. Renew would be worth it. And this one on the, you know, and I'm obviously my context is, is husbands and wives and kids, you know, families, but whatever your circumstances, but you take, you know, take a husband and wife and to trade that off and say, Hey honey, you know, let's, here's a place we've got a friend's place to stay at or a cabin or, you know, something we're going to pay for a hotel even. Um, and we're going to budget the money for that. Um, but I'm going to bust my butt for four days and take care of everything so you can go. And in return, you do it for me. Yep. I mean, who does that? I, I find few people that when it's a quid pro quo like that, that aren't willing to do that. And we just, we just don't put the value there. Uh, I think mostly because people don't know they haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And again, man, I, I, I adore it. So I, I hope we've done justice to looking at, I think the biggest thing is what you said, awareness. What are we doing? Why are we doing the vacation? What's the purpose? What's the motive about what's the reason behind it? And to question that and then look at how can we do this with our eyes wide open and know, okay, we're going to do this one. And afterwards we're going to be wrecked. So that next week, let's cancel all the kids, extracurricular activities, get extra sleep and try to recover from this vacation and just count the costs. Yeah. yeah. Wisdom and awareness. There you go. Okay, friends. Hey, for disclosure, my last vacation, so-called, was a ski trip with my wife, three of my youngest kids, and two of their friends. And it was a huge effort. I mean, skiing's expensive and time-consuming and a ton of work with kids. Some wanted to learn snowboarding, and they wanted me to learn. Uh, we had to rent a store's worth of different gear. Uh, my wife wrecked badly. We actually ended up in the ER. And the last day was a snowstorm. My wife's okay, by the way. But the last day was a snowstorm, and we just kind of left a little early. You know what? It was memorable. It was worthy. Lots of laughs and experience. I came home, though, totally spent. I kind of expected that. I knew that's what was in store. Didn't know we'd end up in the ER necessarily, but knew it would be a big effort. My next vacation, I'm taking solo just a couple weeks from now. Actually, less than that, a week or so. I'm going to do a running race and a mountain bike race on back-to-back days and do some work time, some think time, and just some relaxation time. And, you know, it will be tiring. I'm doing some big efforts, but it'll be, for me, mentally restful be physically an effort but mentally restful inspiring and exhilarating Uh, and then i'll be due a vacation that is just relaxation 
something like what my wife and I have done at the all-inclusive resorts down in Mexico where you just don't do a thing, which to me sounded terrible at first before I started trying them. And now I get it. It lets me just totally check out and I have creative time. I have relaxation time. And then I finally get into some time of just letting my mind be free. I don't have that one planned yet, but I will. So here's to you though, making plans for vacations and knowing what to expect and really getting in touch with what you need. A reminder again, June 15th and 16th of 2023, I'll be in Dallas, Texas, attending and speaking at the Ziegler Coach Summit. And if you're looking to influence people for the better, professionally or personally, I invite you to join us there. First 10 people who register and say that you heard about the event from me, I'm taking to dinner. Literally, we're going to go out to dinner together. Go to Ziegler, Z-I-G-L-A-R.com slash coach summit and folks thank you for tuning into this self-helpful podcast where i strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others stay driven my friends Most Americans at New Year's are thinking about improving their health and losing some weight. In regards to eating, the feeling is generally it's going to cost more money, more stress and effort, and you got to eat bland food. Well, a solution to all these is HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's literally number one meal kit. You can make saving time a viable resolution with quick, convenient recipes. They're delivered right to you. You just choose your meals and select your delivery date. And HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So you just open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes and you're cooking quickly with ease and joy. My family loves HelloFresh. We just open the box, follow the recipes and have something new and interesting and good for us. It's become one of our family's favorite activities together. So go to HelloFresh.com slash drive free and use code drive free for free breakfast for life. You get one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash drive free with code drive free. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit.